January 31st, 2024. I am at Joel Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds. It's February tomorrow. That's wild. We're already a month through the through the year. Let's go. This, this month has been so long. Are you kidding me? Feels- I, I need to just cast aside the month. Okay. I just I just need to get it over with. So we're why just do you hate January? Month. Why do why? There has been a yeah. record number of lack of sunlight in this city for the month of January. Mm. So if you've ever wondered why I'm depressed, that's the reason. Uh, I, I mean, I think of many reasons, but we'll go with that one. Sure. Lack that's, of sunlight. That's, that's the non-wrestling BS reason. Oh, fair. fair. Covering, covering news. Yeah, listen, that, 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 that I didn't enjoy the topics of conversation that we had to go through for the last two episodes. I've enjoyed the quality of the conversation we had, but the topic is not always fun. Good news is we have more fun conversation actually real fun conversation to have today jeremy lambert's with me as always how are you doing um i'm well i feel okay as as better as i'm gonna be feeling i guess uh i don't know as best i've felt the past couple of days until i start coughing hacking up lungs as as usual well that's how it starts it's supposed to be that way uh looking forward to this morning we've got plenty to talk about not just in the wrestling world but you know what we've we've loved you all so much we brought two interviews to you today okay uh at 10 at 10 30 at least that's the plan because <laughs> they're backstage right now we don't know maybe we'll go early i don't know maybe they'll just hang out for the next little while no i'll just hang out for okay at, at 10 30 is the plan uh <laughs> we're gonna plan to have <laughs> lucha X lucha and combat cult they're gonna be putting on a show uh this sunday february 4th it's uh, cinemania and there we're gonna be joined by alvaro riojas and the combat cult absolute champion james blackheart uh for those who may know alvaro he is also aw's uh part of the aw spanish commentary team so he's gonna join us and the reason we just laughed is because i made a joke about starting now and he went ah and then he just backed off the stream so we'll be seeing them at 10 30 a.m eastern talking about cinemania and a whole bunch of other stuff and then from mlw specifically wtf davy boy smith jr joins us at 11 30 a.m eastern talking about super fight in his match against one called Manders, that's on Saturday. So looking forward to a couple of conversations. Jeremy, we're going to have a busy day because we also have to talk about the road to Seth Rollins' match at WrestleMania. We don't have to. I mean, that's it's our true. show. We can talk that's about whatever we want. We don't have to talk about Seth. I mean, I didn't even put it in the thumbnail. Like, uh, So it makes it seem like we have to. Um, but yeah, we don't. We, we don't have to. I mean, otherwise it was going to be CM Punk's injured again. And I don't think people really wanted to rehash that. I, the, 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 I the, mean, promo, the, the Drew promo, we, we absolutely want to rehash that. That was great stuff. But I mean, I think there were, I think the, the point of interest that came out of that promo was um, basically Punk saying, when I come back, I'm coming after you. And there's been a lot of ambiguity around Drew McIntyre's contract status in WWE. So that got a lot of people talking. And that's a conversation. That is the type of conversation I like to have on this show. When somebody says something in canon on a WWE program that alludes to something that we've been ongoingly discussing or wondering about, and that is someone's contract status. So there's a possibility maybe that Drew McIntyre has re-upped silently or quietly or is in active negotiations with WWE and it looks good. I am assuming he's in active negotiate negotiations because uh, it seems like it's up after Mania. So you'd probably want to be talking about working on a deal 
before you get to Mania and you really lay out plans for Drew. I don't know if Punk knows, doesn't know about these conversations. I assume Punk just probably said it simply because um, it makes sense for him to want to go after Drew. Because Drew, in story, in on screen, is the one who did injure him. They, of course, did they were face-to-face on Raw. So on television, it would make sense for him to want to go after Drew, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes. Somebody says Drew has the possibility, the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it's just not there when Punk returns. He's over in AEW. He's like, yeah, you want me? Come, come back here and get me. Oh, wait. You're probably not going to be able to come back here to get me i've assumed this whole time drew is is staying with wwe maybe i'm wrong maybe he decides to to venture out and, and try something new but drew's doing the best work of his career right now i imagine they'll they'll take care of him um and he he feels like a we, we've talked about it before but he feels like a wwe guy i'd love to see him in AEW for for the reasons I always want to see people kind of jump over is I want to see what that looks like. I don't know what drew and AW looks like outside of very tall compared to the rest of that roster. Uh, they're getting taller there. Mm. No, not really. They're not. You're right. Mm. Trying to be, although, although you've got, you've got WWE on raw being like five foot nine on Friday's five foot nine. I want you to hear it. He was. They were loud about that. Five foot nine, two twenty five. Who? They told you how <laughs> tall Andrade isn't. I uh, drew next to like Swerve. Next Ooh, to the- yeah, and Swerve who used to be a two hundred five live competitor, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. He's again. I'll never forget when Drew was next to Roman, and you just see the difference between these two men. Like you think Roman is a, a large dude. And then you see Drew next to him. It's like, oh, never mind. That's that's an actual big dude right there. It's so funny to me. I, and I had this conversation actually with Jeff Hawkins. You, how how quickly you realize how much bigger WWE wrestlers are compared to a lot of other wrestlers. For example, like yeah, like Andrew Zarian's in the chat is talking about Edge is a big guy. He is. They're deceptively large. My my like base point for that was going to an Impact show and seeing Matt Cardona and Brian Myers against literally anyone else on the roster. And Myers and well Cardona especially because he is bigger. But even Myers at the time was bigger than everyone else. So it's real. I mean, listen, the land of the giants has always been a real thing in WWE. Those those big meaty men and even when they don't look that way uh the promo by drew was great him basically i prayed for your downfall it came true um it is it is unfortunate for punk uh he came back he wanted to start his story at wrestlemania they had a hot feud with him and seth that i think would have been really good going into wrestlemania and now we're not going to get that punk another injury it's it's a f- tough run of injuries for him. Very tough run of injuries. And I don't know how much, like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, stuff happens and everything. Yeah, this stuff happens when you're 47 and you've been wrestling for this long. And, like, he took a lot of time off. In some regards, that time off can hurt you because then your body is not so used to it as much. And it was a simple thing. You just took the Future Shock DDT. Like, it's not like, they did anything outrageous here and he tore, tore the peck 
it's um yeah or, or not the peck sorry um triceps tricep yeah sorry apologies uh yeah so he, he tore the triceps and you know it's a it's a tough blow again a lot of tough blows for punk basically since he won the aw title he, he won that aw title and then it's been all downhill with all these injuries are we trying to say that the AEW World Heavyweight Championship is cursed? Well, because let's the man see. Who took it after him also ended up injured. Well, John Moxley was fine. Moxley, Moxley. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking about MJF. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always forget about that. Yeah, so Moxley was okay. Um, yeah, it, it's been a tough run. And now, again, being uh, he's going to be out for six months or so. And then coming back, like, how much trust do you have with him? It's uh, I he's still going to be in a big spot because he's he's such a good talker and he has such a good connection with everybody. You got he's got to stay a little bit more active, I would imagine. But that's that's tough at, at his age of of staying active. Like I'm sure he doesn't want to work all the the live events and everything, but he might have to work a few more. So we'll we'll see. But best wishes to Punk. Hopefully he heals up, comes back, and he's got a ready made program with Drew. Once that happens, assuming Drew does stick around. Yeah, and speaking of y'all sticking around, we're uh, nine minutes in, and I should tell you to leave a thumbs up on the video, subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked, and of course, if you want, you can donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air, and of course, it supports us here on the channel, so we appreciate that, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, this is this is back to our, our regularly scheduled programming, so the, uh, or at least, you know, as, as it comes. So the punk thing, um, someone had pointed out something very interesting. Forget who it was. Maybe someone will remind me, but this was on Twitter. The idea that, you know, when Punk was injured in AEW, he had a lot of downtime, a lot of doom scrolling on Twitter, a lot of doom scrolling on socials and reading about what, you know, what was or wasn't going on in the not feeling Punk camp. In WWE, he has the opportunity to maybe go and do some work at the PC. Some, not just some, uh, some PT, some, phys- some physical therapy, but also some training with other wrestlers and also learning about production and learning about other backstage roles that he might be interested in over or undertaking after his in-ring career is done. And I think that's the best opportunity for Punk if that's something he wants to do. He has access to a facility that grants it. And also he has already started fostering a relationship with some of these wrestlers in NXT. So there is at least some sort of, connection there should he decide you know as he's getting uh as he's doing his post-op work if this is what he wants to do you froze right at the perfect moment that's great i love it that's what i want when i when i ask a question is that you immediately freeze so that you can't give your rebuttal and now you're back (laughs) i don't know what question you asked i i heard that you know punk hopefully won't be on twitter as much because he can go to the pc and he can learn production side and he can learn commentary and everything what was the question well no i essentially just gave my thoughts was that it wasn't so much a commentary he's already done that john my diet soda but instead he would be able to access the pc and do stuff with a crop of with talent that have already been introduced to him uh, officially because he's done work at the pc already uh, i just wanted your thoughts on him potentially doing more work at the pc during his downtime during his uh, recovery i assume he'll go to a bunch of blackhawks games and you know hang out yeah he could be ava's assistant that'd be good that'd be yeah you know he can, he can just hang out i i hope he does stay off social media that's my advice for everybody stay off social media um but yeah, he can he can go to to the PC and you know work on work on some different things. You know, there was that report that Punk was looking to take over from Shawn Michaels years down the line. Well, 
he's not going to be traveling every week for, for raw. So now he has opportunity to spend a good chunk of time in Orlando rehabbing and, and learning all of that stuff. So hopefully that's, that's what he does do. He, he uses that time to continue to kind of give back to the business instead of using that time to uh, wonder what's happening backstage and who's talking about him and who's not talking about him. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully he, uh, he, he heals up well, hopefully he heals up quickly. I know people were saying four to six months, but we'll see what his, uh, what his timetable table is like. Some people are saying September, some people are saying SummerSlam. Well, who knows? I, there are people thinking that Charlotte's not going to be gone for a year and that she'll be back by mania. I don't, I don't Charlotte agree. is a, a, a freak of nature athlete. CM Punk is not. Not at all. Not, at least not at this age. Yeah. <laughs> Will Chisholm sends a super chat saying, what do y'all think of Jordan Grace in the Rumble? I thought she looked great if Bianca Belair doesn't have a Mania match to her in Jordan. Uh, first of all, we, we didn't really get to talk about Jordan Grace in the Royal Rumble. She did a great job. There's an interview with her up on Fightful.com. She talked to Sean Ross Sapp. She, Jordan Grace spoke to literally anyone and everyone you can think of in wrestling yesterday and everyone put up their interviews around the same time which is literally after they did it us included so uh go check that out go check out that interview on youtube.com slash fightful uh jordan looked great you know it was as good as a tna representative could look or an outside of wwe representative could look what do you think about the future of tna and wwe and just jordan and her possibility of coming back to a wwe ring i'd like to see it I'm not going to go crazy over this actually happening because I they did this with Mickey, a little bit of a different story, but they did it with Mickey. They did it with Jordan. Let's be let's be honest about what they did with Jordan. She looked great. Yes, she looked fantastic. She lasted uh, just under 20 minutes. No eliminations, uh, no eliminations. She got she got eliminated in spectacular fashion by Bianca, and maybe that is she, so it may it makes it seem like oh she just wasn't disregarded over the top rope like nothing like it, it took a little bit more. I don't think we're gonna see too much of them working together. You know, Triple H when he commented on it, he was just like, "Don't like the term Forbidden Door. It's silly." Thanks to TNA, thanks to Jordan Grace, and that was it. I'm not going too high of like, this is the start of something new between these two companies. I don't think it is. I think the wrestlers wanted for obvious reasons. I know Natalia was like, I'd love to go to TNA and face Jordan. You really think I know Natalia can get beat on raw in, in three minutes and no one cares, but like, I don't think that they're going to let Natalia go to TNA and be like, yeah, you're losing this match to, to Jordan, like different, different story there. Now there's the political aspect of this stuff. It, it very much is. And you know, Josh Alexander mentioned this of Josh Alexander mentioned this when Will Ospreay came in for that second match, Ospreay wanted to Ospreay wanted to, to face him. People didn't want Josh Alexander or people didn't want Will Ospreay to lose that match. And they talked about, Oh, maybe uh, you face somebody else, Will, that you can beat, that it's okay. And Osprey was the one who had to step up and be like, no, this is who I want to face. I will lose. It is fine. You know, is is any is Natalia going to be like, no, I want to face Jordan. I will lose. It's fine. Maybe, but Natalia, but 
WWE doesn't play quite as nice as, you know, AEW would of like, yeah, sure. Osprey can lose or new Japan. Yeah, sure. Osprey can lose. This is what will Osprey wants. He's out. He's out on new Japan. Anyway, he's leaving. It's like, eh, you know, I don't know what Tony Khan had, had to say about it. Triple H, WWE, they're going to be like, nope, don't care if you want to lose. Like, doesn't look good for our television product. So I, I don't see it. I just, I, I don't see them working together in some type of long-term capacity. As much as I'd like it, I just don't see it. I saw the Osprey loss coming from a mile away, and that's just me because I saw the long-term benefits of doing a third match of doing a rubber match where I don't know, but at this point the rubber match would benefit Josh Alexander because doubtful it would be in a TNA ring. It would probably be in Japan in the G one, which is what, you know, what uh, will said in there after their first match that you'd be great in the G one. And now Josh really wants to do that. Of course, Will Ospreay is no longer part of New Japan. Doesn't mean he can't do the G one. If AEW wanted to lend him out for that amount of time or in an AEW ring again, you got Josh Alexander ends up being not not the winner of the match, but the winner of the scenario where more eyeballs are on him, regardless of where the match is. If it's not in TNA, more people are going to see Josh. Going to the WWE side of things, um, I, I largely agree with you that this is probably not going to be a WWE thing. It could be an NXT thing. I know that Sean had posited the idea of doing Ivy Nile going there or doing because other other members of the NXT roster have gone to to indies they they've gone to uh, reality of wrestling right where booker t yes is, they've gone is to insane. one indie and it happens to be the indie who yes where your comments run by yes. the commentator and, and you've got they charlie, win those matches yes and you've got charlie dempsey going over to new uh, to all japan pro wrestling so like there are uh, the way triple h put it the way paul levesque put it was opportunities it's not about oh it's not about forbidden doors it's about all it's about branches and so on and so forth and opportunities for talent does that mean that this is going to turn into a big thing? No, personally, I don't think so. But I'm not shutting the the forbidden door. I'm not shutting the door on the possibility of talent, specifically NXT, doing an NXT or doing a TNA taping, going into an event. It just comes down to how they time it. Because again, TNA tapings are traditionally do the show on the Sunday, the live show on Sunday or Saturday, and then do the tapings the next night. So if it's the other way around like it's it's just a, it's a schedule thing because those people are going to have to be on your on your tapings and at your event or at least that's the way it should be to build the event itself dempsey going to all japan might be the best kind of comparison because dempsey at least lost but yep. that's in japan a lot of the american fans didn't see that you know they all japan doesn't have much of a footprint on American television and in American TNA. Well, it has more because it's at least an American company. It's on television. You got to search for it a little bit, but it's there. It's there. Um, That's why I just, I don't see it. I don't see it unless TNA is willing to take some L's there. Maybe they can do some tag team matches or something. That way, you know, like here's Ivy Nile with, she teams with Jordan Gray. Oh yeah, team them together. You could do that. I wouldn't be too bad. Although I, I just don't see Jordan Grace going to Mania. That's all. Uh, I okay. could see. I don't know what you show. said. You said something about Jordan Grace and Mania. No, I was covering. I was covering for your for you with the oh. uh, the tag team idea. I think that was a good idea. I mean, now yeah. Jordan Grace tag teaming. Yeah, you team with each other, and then you can put somebody over. And sure, Jordan Grace. I mean, 
they, they team at Mania, they win the women's tag team titles, and then they defend them in TNA. I don't know, but I, I don't, I don't think you're going to see a long term thing out of. No, that. absolutely not. No, it would definitely be a a taping and a live event type of deal <laughs> for any talent coming in. Uh, it wouldn't be multi show. It would just be the one. If they do, if they run it back, it would be months later, in my opinion. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm at. But uh, going back to Jordan and the Rumble, yeah, for what for what she was brought in to do, she looked good. Everyone seems to have been positive on her uh, on her uh, experience, on her appearance, on her everything going into the Rumble. So that's good. Listen, she's got a year left on her contract with TNA as it stands right now. Could that mean that next year WWE says, "Hey, we liked you. We want to bring you in." That's a possibility. I think that's way more what this is about than working with TNA. This is about talent. (laughs) See, see what we can do for you. Go tell your friends how great it is over here. We're we're the perfect entity for you. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of the Jordan Grace thing. You're right. Listen, there is there is absolutely some sort of. Uh, someone said Jeff Valley driver saying TNA is just going to get screwed. LOL. The, the good news is, is that TNA also has a, a lot of younger talent that see the value of being a part of TNA and what it brings, because there are some wrestlers who are coming in and don't have TV reps, right? A, a TV, as in like, they haven't worked the television style of wrestling. That's why I ask a lot of our guests who come on the difference of working an indie show versus working a televised event or a traditionally televised event. It is different. I I talked to speedball about that when, when we were in Vegas and it's, it's different working an 18 minute match on a GCW show versus like a six minute in and out on a TNA show six minutes with intros, like with, with your entrances. So it, it comes down to just knowing where the cameras are and getting that that rep together. TNA is a good place to do that. MLW is a good place to do that. Those companies are good. And yeah, they kind of do become a feeder system for places like NXT, like AEW, like Ring of Honor. It's just it's just the way it is, that, or at least right now, in terms of uh, the, the, the hierarchy of wrestling organizations. And look, some people like to be sort of the, the big fish there because they know if you're Josh Alexander you know you're going to get your matches. You know you're going to get time. You know you're going to be featured pretty regularly. Josh Alexander goes to WWE. Is Chad Gable? Like, what? what's he going to do in WWE? Again, no, I'd like that. I'd like to see how that looks. But he maybe gets a, a, a five-minute television match every week or so. Like, Johnny Gargano, who Triple H loves Tommaso Ciampo Triple H loves they were struggling to get they've been you realize Gargano's been back for like a year and a half I was there like what of note has he done until this DIY run came back together like he was off for a lot of time there might have been an injury there I I forget but he was off for a lot of time like I know Ciampo was hurt but like yeah you, you don't know how that looks uh if you're if you're josh alexander and so you might just be like okay i'm i'm good being in tna and it is 100 percent. it is 100 percent. like depending on career priorities which is what we always say is like i don't know what these people are thinking they might think that hey the money's good enough in wwe even if i don't i'm not on television every week i like i like the money aspect of it or i want to wrestle wrestlemania i want to be at wrestlemania i don't care if it's 
second match on the card, four-way tag team cluster. I want to be at WrestleMania. Like, we don't know what, what the priority is for a lot of these people. And other people are just like, hey, I'm good on the money. I can make money on the indies. This company's paying me well enough. I just want to wrestle. I want to continue to wrestle. So I'm just going to stick with here. Um, no, it, you don't know what the priorities are, but I understand if people's priorities are TNA because they they don't have WrestleMania aspirations. They don't see that as like, ah, I really want to be at a WrestleMania. And if you don't, then not going to WWE becomes a lot more of a lot better option because I think that's the biggest sell for WWE is is the the grandiose stage of it all right like they offer that that no one else can offer yes money obviously money but there's no job security like there is with AEW who doesn't release people unless their contract is up which is in a release it's a contract expiration and decision not to renew TNA doesn't really release people nobody else really releases people WWE you can be released budget cuts at a moment's notice but WWE can offer that world travel, that grand stage that no other company can offer. I should ask if AEW has a talent app. That's that's really the that's the sign that you've made it. If your company has a talent app, well, they can't get people to pick, uh, you know, CM Punk up at the airport. So I don't feel like they got any type of talent. I don't think they do either. <laughs> the WWE talent app sounds like a riot and i want i i would love access to that one day but uh yeah the uh and, and this, it's not a, it's not a secret like that it exists multiple people have talked about it you get everything from there you get your 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 information you get your travel you get a lot of things through that talent app so i'm always interested as to what that wwe talent app looks like but uh yeah it i've had active conversations with a lot of wrestlers about this who are coming up and i've said you know what what do you want and some of them are just like i want the contract and it's like well you got to listen to this interview because maybe that'll change your mind or maybe have you worked tv before yeah once or twice okay keep working tv it's just it, it is about what they want and it's also about like what their expectations are it's career priorities it's career goals and aspirations we're about to talk with the wrestler right now that you know we don't know much about his goals or aspirations but we can certainly ask about them and i wouldn't be surprised if the answer involves you know working bigger and bigger companies and, and that's understandable that's just the way it goes. You want to build and, and grow. I don't want to be the next Sean Ross app, though. No, that sounds awful. That's just awful. awful. Yeah. Wouldn't want to do that. No. Anyway, so that was uh, that was Jordan in the Rumble. What's, uh, what else from Raw before we're jo- Well, we got two minutes until we're supposed to be joined by uh, Alvaro Rojas and James Blackheart talking about the uh, Combat Cult and Lucha X Lucha event. But uh, what else do you want to talk about for two minutes? Yeah, two minutes, buddy. Uh, Filibuster. No, I can't wait. Wait a great show. I do that at the end of this show. I can't. I can't filibuster. Can't filibuster now. Uh, no, I'm not gonna try to try to. Filibuster. Oh, I, I'll, I'll bring this up. Sorry, Alan Mark saying, isn't that why they started the PC was to train performers in their style TV? Yes, it is. That isn't to say that you shouldn't, as a wrestler, try and get those TV reps in. Because yes, WWE, if you're signed to an NXT contract, yeah, you're gonna have to relearn some of their style. But if you have the basics of hitting your time marks, of you know, knowing where a hard camera is, for example, little things like that will absolutely aid in your development in a place like NXT. Yeah. And for the for that, they have so many athletes that that come in through the NIL that that it that's there for them largely. 
like if you're a wrestler who wants to work the indies and stuff, and this is the, the, the different paths story as well is just like, you can work the indies and then you can work MLW and you can work TNA and you can work AEW and then you can go to WWE and it might still send you to the performance center. So like, Hey, you gotta learn our style here, pal. Um, so it's different. It's different ways to get there when it comes to, to television, but the performance center is largely used for the, the NIL people who don't know wrestling, who are doing this because their collegiate careers are really over and there's no great pathway to money and they might be able to turn into, into wrestlers if they have the personality and the, the passion and the skill to do that. It's also there for Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. He's got to be in, uh, in, in, in NXT. You know what I thought his NXT name should be? Oh, Kata. No relic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why, 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 why do you think that? Well, it's killer spelled backwards. Joel. That's, oh my goodness. That is news to me. Tell me about, <laughs> tell me about the relic character anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. If they're ready, they can give me a thumbs up. We can really do this now. <laughs> All right, let's do it. This Sunday, February 4th, it's Cinemania in uh, McAllen, Texas. It's 2 p.m. start at Cine El Rey Theater. We're very, very happy to be joined right now by, uh, for the AW spanish announced team we have alvaro rijas and the combat cult absolute champion james blackheart joining us now good morning gentlemen how are we doing good morning thank you for having us man we're, we're good we're pretty good good we'll be here man thank you for having us thanks for joining us we appreciate it let's let's hop right into it uh the big question on everyone's mind james you're facing serpentico at the event yeah. Have you spoken with Nyla Rose on ways <laughs> to combat Serpentico? I, I have not. However, from what I know, Serpentico is considered the gatekeeper of AEW. And because of this, I'm considered the gatekeeper of the Rio Grande Valley, McAllen, Texas. So this Sunday, McAllen, I'm going to see what Serpentico's got. I'm going to give him everything that I've got. I'm going in there. We're just going to get it done to put on the show. Serpentico is known for cheating. I don't know if you know that. He likes to he likes to cheat a little bit. He's got uh, an helicopter ringside. I don't know if Luther is going to be there. Luther, friend of the show, feel free to punch him if you see him. Uh, but he, he'll cheat a little bit. You gotta you gotta look out for that kind of stuff. Like, how prepared are you for for Serpentico? Uh, for for a little bit of cheating from Serpentico, you know, I am James Blackheart. I am bad to the bone, and I'm the absolute champion. So, I mean. Bring them, bring one, bring them all. <laughs> Why not? Well, now hold on. Let's talk about how you won that championship. You cashed in to mm-hmm. win that championship at the last Combat Cult event. And you didn't even pin the champion from what I'm seeing. Is the former champion, is Alex Crowley was a former champion. Yes. Is he after you now because of this whole thing? And also, you know, how does it feel? You you walked in, you won that title, but, you know, you used that, that, uh, that cash in. Yeah, well, I used the cash in, you know, uh, Crowley actually hasn't been around much ever since. Um, but I mean, it looks good. It feels good. And I feel good about it. Avaro, uh, for you, Thunder Rosa is on this card as yes. well. You've been working alongside Thunder Rosa on the, the Spanish commentary with AEW. What's it been like for you to kind of follow her journey um, getting back to the ring? We, you know, she, she just returned about a month or so 
ago at this point, but working alongside her and then seeing her journey back to the ring. You know, when I found out that she was going to be on the Spanish commentary table with me, I, I was over the moon. There was a time last year that uh, she did ask me to step into the ring with her to try to see where she was at because she wasn't feeling too good. She was still injured um, and she needed a lot of work. And I'll tell you what, man, she's been grinding from day in and day out from that day all year long. Ya ves lo que vieron, what you guys saw when her when she returned is what you're going to get on February 4th. The best version of La Mera Mera. Go ahead, Jerry. Oh, um, well, that, that's good. Yeah, I know Thunder Rosa back back in the independent scene. I believe this is her first like independent match back, and she loves you know she runs Mission Pro and yeah. everything. So so that is great. How how did you you know how would you assess how she did on commentary? Because I know that can be a, a tough a, a tough transition. She's a natural man. She's a natural, and I think that the best part of it was the rapport that we built. It seemed like if we knew each other for years. We have we come from the same culture, the same uh, similar backgrounds, and so a lot of the stuff that she would say, I would relate to, and vice versa. The rapport was there, and she did a tremendous job on commentary. And I know for a fact that once she's done, once she hangs up the boots, she's more than ready to come back to the commentary table. And I've got a I've, I've got a spot with uh, right next to me. Uh, James I sent a video by somebody from a time when you were uh, when you appeared on AEW. And you got beat up by one Parker Boudreaux. I sure did. What was that experience like? Parker is, uh, he's a little bit of a polarizing figure amongst wrestling fans, but how was that working with Parker? Well, working with Parker was, it was excellent. I mean, he's a big, strong guy. And, you know, I went in there, I did the best I could, but, you know, he just tossed me right over. And uh, luckily I've got life insurance from the dude who was sitting in the front row. And, <laughs> And so I got nothing to worry about. A uh, little stiff back, but, you know, it's all good. James, besides beating Serpentico this, this weekend, what are some of your, your goals moving forward in wrestling? Oh, my goals moving forward in wrestling, I want to create the biggest possible home for South Texas pro wrestling, and that's here. And for myself, so I'll take it as far as it'll take me. You know what I mean? You know, if I may, um, you know, on Busted Open Radio yesterday, uh, Tommy Dreamer made reference to McAllen, Texas, and how McAllen is a hotbed uh, of, of pro wrestling, you know, and it's a secret because not a lot of people know about the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, not too long ago, there was a map that was put up on social media, and it was the map of Texas. And the map of Texas, when it came to indie wrestling, um, did not display any talent or any names from the Rio Grande Valley when the Rio Grande Valley has produced stars like uh, like Victoria, who's now with uh, with WWE as Raquel Gonzalez. She's been doing a tremendous job. She's from the Rio Grande Valley. I'm working with AEW. The Rio Grande Valley has tremendous talent. And I think that now that I'm able to bridge a gap between the televised world of pro wrestling and the biggest stars locally here in the RGV, I think once we bridge that gap, a lot of people are going to be made aware of stars like James Blackheart. I wanted to ask on, on top of that, you said you mentioned you're working with AEW uh, with that. A lot has been made of AEW and their, their marketing uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to, to certain areas. So what, what goes into that and what kind of things have you been doing with AEW to, to help market that better in that area? So with AEW, I've got in touch with the uh, Bird Ogden Arena. And uh, this uh, Saturday, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, this Saturday, February 3rd, we're going to be here in Edinburgh, Texas, um, Fortuna Texas Wrestling, that, which I uh, am co-owner of. We've been invited to, to um, promote a uh, tailgate party 
to promote AEW Collision on that day. AEW is close to selling out here in the Rio Grande Valley. It's the first televised pro wrestling event in 20 years. The last time that pro wrestling was televised here was uh, South Padre Island, Monday Nitro, 2000. Wow. Way back. <laughs> way back. Way back. And and I'll be honest with you guys, man. Like this all started over a podcast, a uh, podcast Lucha por Lucha, where we were just listening to everybody's stories and reliving memories with a lot of the old guys that I used to wrestle with, uh, talking about the historic scene in El Rey, which is a national landmark. And considering the fresh faces like James Blackheart to be there and create history. And not only that, but wrestle some of the biggest stars. We've got Thunder Rosa. We've got Commander. Gravity, Willie Mack, a lot of these big names from AEW and Ring of Honor coming in. These guys have never faced each other. So that in itself is history making. James, if people ask you related to Shotzi. Yeah. Uh, actually, a couple, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you uh, lying to them. <laughs> <laughs> actually, a serious question is, uh, outdoor show. So I'm, I'm up in Toronto, Canada. And while the summers are really hot, we don't get the, the weather all year round, but I see a lot of outdoor wrestling shows. What's that like? What's that like to be able to do that year round? And like, how does that affect maybe people coming out to a show or, you know, getting more eyes on your shows? Well, I think that uh, Combat Cult has built a great relationship with one of the local uh, bars that we have here, uh, Suerte Bar and Grill, and uh, they have several locations in the Rio Grande Valley. The one that we're focused on with Combat Cult is in uh, West Loco, Texas, which is uh, where I live right now, currently. Um, and that's been, we've been able to get people in. Now, the Rio Grande Valley is known for hot weather. So whenever, like th these temperatures now that they're a little cooler, it's a lot easier to get people to come out to the events and stuff. What we're doing with Fortuna Texas Wrestling is we're partnered with Combat Cult and we have this indoor venue, the four walls of the historic scene El Rey. And you could ask D of DMC Digital, man, like he'll tell you that place. It's once you walk through those doors, it's almost magical. Uh, the, the wrestlers, when they come out the curtain, just imagine the feel. It's a, a huge production with lights, sound, like the audience itself is immersed in all the action and the emotion that these wrestlers provide. The outside events have been tremendous, and Combat Cult has been really building a following, too. James, is there anyone, I know, I know we've wrestled uh, Big Con, but is there anyone, whether whether it's him or anybody else on the, the cards you've been on that you've shared the ring with, who's given you is a good piece of advice of, like, keep doing this or work on this, especially in, from a television perspective? From the television perspective, I want to say the best advice that I've gotten was uh, from Max Castellanos. Uh, Max Castellanos, he, he's always there to point me in the right direction as far as getting to the, to the next level. And he, he has more experience in as far as television, things like that. He works at WWE. Uh, so this, you're giving me advice, telling me uh, things to do, things to avoid, things of that nature. And Max Castellanos is another guy from the Rio Grande Valley who went out to uh, to Florida. And if you if you watch back Breaking Ground, a WWE documentary with all the NXT stars, he's on there. And that was his early years. He he was inexperienced. And if you see him now, he's known as El Chingon de Texas because that's really what he is. Max Castellanos, El Chingon de Texas. What what is what what does that mean? El Chingon, uh, it's a. Uh, a um, slang term in Spanish that means the big, big guy, the, the top dog. 
Okay. I, I, my Spanish is not good. I took four <laughs> years in high school and I forgot every word I've learned. So oh, uh, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, remember when, uh, now she's known as Raquel Rodriguez. We, we, we just mentioned her. Remember her finisher got, uh, they had to change the name because they used the, the feminine variant on that. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like, uh, for, for us in our culture, it's, it's a, it's a word of endearment for, for us to call ourselves that it's a, it's a powerful word for both men and women. Chingon, chingona. Now, I mean, it can be, it can be viewed as vulgar, but I mean, we take a lot of pride in, in being considered chingon. I mean, I, I called myself back in the day, el, el, the king of, of chingaso style because chingaso means, you know, striking. Any, anything I know. Anything I know comes from uh, Luis Polito, who's who's been in uh, the moderator on our chat. He transcribes all, translates all that stuff for me. That's shout out to Luis. Oh, he's the best. He rules. He's fantastic. Go ahead, Joe. I no, I mean, really, my my one of my last questions is just the the infiltration of lucha into AEW. I know that's been a big deal and a big uh, a big project within AEW. How how has that been? And like, how involved are you moving forward with having more uh, lucha influence in AEW? Man, I'm not very involved. I'll be, I'll be honest, but uh, my my good buddy Alex Abrahantes, he's he's very involved, and we've been able to build these relationships with the luchadors who come in, and you know, and it's it's funny because back when I was uh, when I've done extra work for WWE, going into the catering area, you see all the different groups. You see the the Mexicans over here, or the Latinos, because it's Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and everybody all together. You see the um, the Japanese sitting over there. And in AEW, it's very similar. But I think it's just because we gravitate towards each other. So we've been able to build good relationships with the luchadors. And now it's an exciting time when uh, we're bringing in a night and a luchador TMLL uh, Friday on Rampage. So, I mean, it's been exciting having these luchadors. James, my last question for you, for, for new fans who might not know who you are, explain who James Blackheart is and, and why everyone should certainly come out to the show this weekend and see you take on Serpentico. Uh, James Blackheart, I am bad to the bone. Now I'm the hottest rising star, not just in the RGV, but in Texas. And from here going forward, I'm going to keep climbing that mountain. Things are only going to get bigger, better, and I hope everyone's along for the ride. If you can unmask Serpentico, there's a rumor that he is, there is a man underneath that mask, and we need to see if that person is actually true. If he is, if he actually is the man that people claim that he is. I don't want to spoil it for everybody. I don't want to give it out there. I will be honest that I've, I've never seen them in the same room. Yeah, that's we'll why. Say. That's why we gotta unmask them. That's I'm why we gotta saying. unmask them. We can't. We can't well, say. Well, uh, you- Sorry about that, but Serpentico, I'll be coming for you and your mask because I'm gonna do that for the people. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> DNC Digital, who uh, helped us out setting this all up, we really appreciate them. Uh, Combat Cold, this big Thanksgiving Spanish lessons. We appreciate DNC. <laughs> we appreciate you guys joining us here today. Again, let everyone know where they can find you at. Let everyone know about the show this weekend and plug anything else you want to plug. Dude, uh, find us on uh, at Combat Cult Fight on social media at Fortuna Texas Wrestling at Lucha por Lucha this Sunday, Cinemania, starting at 2 p.m. Don't miss it. We're going to look at streaming options. And if we don't stream, guys, we're going to film it and we're going to release the footage sometime. 
Love it. Go check out the show. Tons of stars going to be there. James is going to be there, of course. Serpentico, Willie Mack, Commandered, Gravity, Thunder Rosa is going to be there. So go check it out. Uh, that's uh, that's that's Sunday. That's February 4th. That's my wife's birthday. So there you go. I can't forget that. Oh, happy birthday to her. <laughs> go check it out. No se lo pierdan, damas y caballeros. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Alvaro Real House and James Blackheart. Good luck this week. Thank you, gentlemen. Adios. There we go. Oh, there we go. Again, shout out to uh, DNC Digital for for getting that all set up. Uh, we really appreciate them hooking that up, and uh, Alvaro and James for for coming on and promoting this show. Look, look, man, Thunder Rosa, she's been looking better and better in each match. So now I'm looking forward to her being back on the the independent scene and doing some stuff. Serpentico, you know, pal, pal of the the show, the former shows that we used to do, uh, the Twitch streams that we used to do. Uh, so I look forward to always him getting beat up as well. <laughs> for Serpentico. He he gets beat up a lot. What do you want me to do? He does. I mean, sometimes he lucks his way into winning a championship. It's fine. Every now and again. Every yeah. Now. When Nyla's there to, to save him, basically. What a way to go. Having having Nyla Rose, who who rules, but being your saving grace. Man. Like it's like thanks. And then she just turns around and is just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm using your own bit against Wow. You. Wow. <laughs> Just stole my own bit against me. How dare That's you? Right. Hook Rose How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> anyway, the interviews aren't done. At 11.30, we're going to be joined by Davey Boy Smith Jr. We're going to be talking about MLW Super Fights and his match against one called Manders. That's on Saturday. So there you go. We You think we would have made it so that the, the Saturday interview was earlier and that the Sunday interview was later, so it doesn't trip me up, but here we are. Well, I mean, the... the it, Sorry, lost my train of thought. Making my uh, life difficult. Short-circuited right there. Jeez. In fairness, it was supposed to be flipped. Uh, Davy Boy was supposed to be at 10.30. Um, and Avaro said he could do any time between our, our usual airtime. But then MLW was like, can actually Davy Boy do 11.30? And I was like, yes, that's fine. So we flipped it. So in fairness, it was supposed to be. The, okay. the other way around. someone else messed it up pal driver finishes at the super chat saying thanks for interviewing guys from my area got me hyped for going to collision this week good i'm glad if nothing else we want you to get excited for pro wrestling and if you're going to collision i hope you have a wonderful time uh that tailgate party sounds like a lot of fun yeah I, i'm hoping that uh that happens more in the wrestling world like wherever you're going do a tailgate party like contact maybe Maybe you don't have to contact the company or the venue, but you should try and do it. Try and do it. If that's what's going to make you happy, going to a wrestling show is getting a bunch of wrestling fans doing a doing a little cookout. Go for it. I think that's they, a lot of fun. they do this uh, at AIW. There's always a big tailgate before so cool. the AIW shows. Um, oh yeah, like I, I think it happens probably more on the independents that like before shows, like a lot of fans will just kind of hang out tailgate uh, type of thing. So. You know, it's a it's a good way to it's commonplace in sports. So it's a good way to to bond with other wrestling fans. Louis saying my next show is in a brewery, dude. Everyone's doing that. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about this thumbnail. All right, I'm we're gonna are we we're thumbnail. gonna are we changing the story? Jeremy Lambert's Cody Rhodes comes out and he's like, I won the Rumble. Samantha Irvin, tell him again. <laughs> Samantha Irvin does the thing and he's like, yeah, and he does the victory lap. And then he's, he's just like, yeah, now I'm going to go beat up Roman Reigns. And then now comes Seth Rollins in his best powder blue suit. And he says, no, 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 no. Pick me. Pick me. I, I have the FUBU title. Pick me. I'm the guy who made this. I, me, 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 me. 
I want to face you because I can beat you this time. Donkey from <laughs> Shrek out here. That's right. The, the, the ogres have layers. And so then <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Oh, wait, that's just Drew McIntyre. That's Drew. Cody Rhodes turns around and he's just like, I think about it. Which Cody's is Lord the, Farquhart. <laughs> that's right. Judging by the way that that red, I wish Cody, uh, Cody dresses pretty well. That red long coat that he wears, that that Teddy long looking long coat that he wears, take it out of the rotation codes. Take it out of the rotation. <laughs> Everything else you wear is fine. I don't know. Maybe you do a double breasted suit. I don't know. That seems to be an I'm not a double breasted suit kind of guy. Anyway, so Cody is like, I'll think about it. But also, I'll be at SmackDown on Friday. And so will Roman Reigns for presumably the last time until like two weeks before Mania when they sign the contract. <laughs> and this is really what I'm getting at. This opened the door to a lot of conversation. Oh, does this mean we're doing Rock and Roman? Oh, does this mean it's going to be Seth and Cody and Cody's not going to finish the story of WrestleMania? Oh, Jeremy, last year, Cody Rhodes basically promoted to the wall for two months. While <laughs> to Roman the window, was- to the wall. <laughs> while Paul Heyman showed up once in a while to do stuff. And then it was Cody versus the bloodline. We don't have that this year. And I don't think people want to keep watching Solo take L's for the Tribal Chief. Like, that's just gotten real soft. My feeling is this is they're adding a layer of drama, and it's fine. This is a good story to tell. And adding a little tease because you still have to do Elimination Chamber. We don't know what the Chamber matches are. WWE on Fox seems to think there's a women's Elimination Chamber. That's not the tag, but but not not important. Uh, What do you think? What do you make of the promo? And what do you think of the way that this story seems to be moving with Cody and Seth and uh, Roman Reigns? I think it's going to be settled on Friday when Cody decides he's wrestling Roman. I poor Seth Seth back in his, in his bus, just looking dejected. I'm of, I'm of two thoughts here. I like that Seth in a kayfabe perspective did this because if you're Seth and you just find out CM Punk's injured And that's your sort of mania match that you thought you were going to have. You're like, this is the guy I'm going to face. I'm going to beat it mania. I'm going to prove I'm better than the best in the world. He's injured. He's going to miss mania. You thought that was your ticket to the WrestleMania main event. What are you doing now? Oh, let me go out and try to go Cody into this match. Because Cody's a WrestleMania main event. So let me let me try to get Cody to go after my title. And if you're Seth and you're like, you've beaten me three times, you want that shot to beat him, right? So you want Cody to pick him. You want Cody to pick you, I should say. You want that. So I understood why Seth would do that from a kayfabe perspective. My issue is that he was just whiny. He was a whiny little bitch in this. Oh no, you're in a Sorry, turn. Edge. This is Edge Sorry, all over edge. again. He was just so whiny and like desperate. I was like, dude, he's not going to prom with you. It's okay. Like, find someone else. There's a lot of people who want to take you to prom. Like, he, this man just doesn't wanna he doesn't want to take you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that he turned you down, but he, he doesn't want to take you. The whole, my title is the workhorse title, the Dusty Rhodes title, the workman title. This is the title you want. You don't want the Hollywood title. You don't want the the title that you politic to. 
you don't want that title. And like, if you're Cody Rhodes, you're like, sure. That's my how Roman uses it. He doesn't show up and defend it every week. That's not how I'm going to use it. I want to take that title from him because that is how he's using it. He's using it as, as the Hollywood title and he's not showing up every week. I'm going to take that and I'm going to make this the workhorse title myself. And if you're Cody Rhodes, you're also thinking, I beat you three times. That last time was with a torn peck. I don't need to beat you. I've proven myself against you. I need to beat this dude who beat me last year, who caused this year of adversity. I need to beat this guy to prove myself, to finish my story. They tried something here. I get why they tried it. So it wasn't foregone conclusion, even though Cody literally after he won the rumble point to the sign point to the Roman, like he, he called the shot right there and he's called the shot all year because he's ignored that freaking title that Seth has had. He ain't mentioned a word about it. He ain't never tried to go after it because he's only had one title on his mind. They took a shot with this. They got fouled on the play. Seth split some free throws. They got one point off of the possession. Not terrible, you know? Wasn't an empty possession, but you got one point off of the possession. Now on Friday, Cody moves on. Cody says, I'm facing Roman. You have whatever you're going to do for the next two months with Cody and with Cody and, and Roman. I assume it's going to be a lot of Cody and Paul Heyman. Maybe Roman will show up every now and again. Solo is going to do a lot of attacks. Cody will beat Jimmy on a show. Cody will team with Jay to face Solo and Jimmy on a shows. Solo is just going to get beat again because Solo just always gets beat. And then you finally get to the Mania match. You mentioned right at the top, Seth calling it the workhorse title. That should piss off one person. And that's the current Intercontinental Champion, Gunter. Now, the one thing that's kind of a problem with that is this Imperium New Day thing that they're doing is really getting people invested in the possibility that Big E is coming back. I'm not saying he is. He hasn't said he is. Nobody knows what Big E's status is other than Big E and whoever he would be working with if he is planning a return. But it feels a little too heavy-handed to me that they're doing this Imperium beats up New Day every week and they have three and New Day is down by their one most popular member. Or they're all popular, but you know what I mean. The the member that they're currently missing and everyone misses. But if that's not the card, Seth versus Gunter with Gunter dominating Seth. Man, that's a good match to have. Gunter doesn't want to give up the Intercontinental Championship. I don't want Gunter to lose the Intercontinental Championship and then immediately be like, well, Seth, I'm going to beat you because that's a trope that kind of bugs me is getting rid of the title and immediately going after the World Championship. He should vacate it. But he also has said multiple times he doesn't want to do that. And I agree with that because there are still people he could be facing. So it's not... It's not a foregone conclusion that he's beaten every like like Mimosa Joe giving up the ROH television championship was kind of like I've beaten everyone he put in front of me. I'm done with this. I'm gonna go out to the world title. At the time, I didn't like it. I understood it, but I still and I still don't love it. But there there is a story of this workhorse title 
being, oh, well, you know what? We're going to take the world title. We're going to take the Intercontinental Championship and we'll do winner take all. And then they got to figure out what to do with the Intercontinental Championship or give it up after Gunter wins the, if Gunter has both, that's a visual. And then the next night on raw or a week later, whatever it is, he says, you know what? I have my world title. Adam Pierce. I don't care who has this anymore. Now I'll give it up because I have the world title. You should give it to Kaiser. Just like here. That's not a bad idea. I bestow this title onto you. And then Kaiser defends it and loses it the first night. (laughs) Which would be hilarious. Turns Kaiser face in the meantime. (laughs) We also talked about this when we were talking about who can Gunter face or or who can Gunter drop the Intercontinental Championship to. And they were kind of teasing a Ludwig Kaiser baby face turn and i said at the time i'm like if they build him and they make it a big deal yeah kaiser could win he's got he's got something that people keep coming back to he's got he's got the look he has the ability there is a charisma there that the entrance at the rumble was enough for people to you know double down and be like this guy's got something he understands those silly little nuances that make you more important as a character on tv i don't know what you do we know that Gunter is not, or at least not planned to be at Elimination Chamber because much like Chelsea Green, when she was going for her green card, couldn't leave the United States. If Gunter is currently in that, then you probably won't see him in Perth. Then you got to do something else with the Intercontinental Championship. In the meantime, it seems like Jey Uso is, they're building to something there. Maybe a big program on Raw that ends with Jimmy costing Jay the match. And then we get to Jimmy and Jay at WrestleMania, but that's not for another couple of months till that match happens there's a lot on the table it's a very strange uh it's a very strange but enlightening situation to be in because a week ago or even a month ago it was a foregone conclusion seth and punk cody and roman and then the undercard kind of fills out based on what we're seeing and and you've been saying since the beginning jay versus jimmy which i i largely agree with and i think it's a match that's worth having drew's got a factor in somewhere well, to, that's that's the problem is you can't have Drew and Seth again because Drew's true. already dropped two to Seth. You can do it by him winning an elimination chamber or winning a number one contendership. Uh, but yeah, I guess then the story becomes, hey, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna beat you again, big dog, and then Drew beats, uh, Drew beats Seth and wins the title. And then I guess if CM Punk, you know, is coming back on time, you do uh, Drew versus Seth. Sorry, Drew versus Punk for the uh, world title. Yeah, Drew. Drew would probably have to win. He can't lose again. Is I, you know, I thought he should have won the world title at, at day one and had a, a short little run there, but that didn't happen. Um, Seth's injury. I, I think Jeff Fellagiara pointed out in the chat, like this is the workhorse title that I can't defend. That's the other kind of issue I had with the the promo is like if Seth could go out there every week and and defend the title. And be like, see, this is why you want this title. Look at the competition that it brings while this other guy doesn't even show up. Like, it's it's a prop to him. Like, you, you can prove your words by defending the title and showing that it's the workhorse title. But because of the injury, he can't do that. And Roman, assuming Seth can't defend it, Roman has the earlier title defense. He has, he's defended his title more recently than Seth in this case, because Roman defended at rumble. Seth hasn't defended it since January 15th raw. So it, it's a, it, it was a tough sell for Seth swimming uphill for, for trying to sell this match with Cody, but they tried something. 
And now, like, where where Seth goes, Gunther makes a lot of sense. But then what are you doing with the Intercontinental title? I don't like the idea of him just dropping it, uh, of him. Even, like, it makes sense of, like, here, Ludwig, this is yours now. Don't like it. Don't really... I like my champions, especially my long reigning champions to lose. And if you book yourself into the corner of you have a long reigning champion, but then you want to put another title on them, then you got to figure it out. Do a multi-man match where he loses in a ladder match. I don't care how you do it. I know that's not the, the best option. You want somebody to get pinned in this case you know, a triple threat match, you want the champion to actually get pinned to, to end the title reign. But if you do a triple threat match, let's say with Drew and Sammy for the Intercontinental title, and then Drew pins Sammy to win, or Sammy pins Drew to win, and then Gunther moves on to the world title, then all right, I guess. But like, I, I like when my long reigning champions actually lose these titles. I don't like... Eh, I've done everything I can with it. Moving on to to something else here. But I guess in kayfabe terms, like with Samoa Joe, it makes sense of like I've this title is almost beneath me now. Someone else take it. I have bigger aspirations. I don't know. Again, if you if Biggie does happen to be coming back, if that is something going on, then I like the idea of Biggie and Gunter at WrestleMania, uh, yeah. you know, and then have Biggie win the Intercontinental Championship, and then Gunter takes some time off, comes back renewed, refreshed, and goes after the champion. The problem is the champion at that point might be Drew McIntyre because now we're shifting okay. things around again. But I also love, and we've talked about this, the visual of Drew McIntyre, who's been saying, I never won the title in front of fans. This is my opportunity. I need this. I deserve this. And when he finally gets it, he will be vehemently booed people tossing their beverages at him booed and he can be like what did i do wrong i i i'm the i'm the champion of my story i finished my story he's literally doing that bit right now so i i'm not just joking around he's literally telling the same thing but he's doing it from his perspective and it's a heel perspective but he's spewing truths because he's speaking from his experience and people are just gonna be like oh my god like screw this guy he either cheated to win or one, you know, beat the crap out of Seth Rollins. And it was very one-sided. There's a good story there that ends with Drew feeling so empty and dejected, but still champion. And then you got to move forward from there. Damian Priest, everyone's like, what does Priest do? What does Priest do? Priest still has the tag titles, one. And like, I understand, yeah, he's got money in the bank, but he also still has until June, July, you know, beginning of July to cash in. So like you can still heat them up in that period after WrestleMania for the for the spring after they lose to Awesome Truth. Yeah, well, yeah, up. because they jump out Damian Priest and then Priest goes after Drew oh, because Drew, he blames Drew for his unfurling for his unraveling because it all started at Survivor Series when they decided no, you went with Drew, you trusted Drew, you didn't trust me. I was in the group and you just screwed me, so screw you. I'm gonna be Drew. And it's kind of like this multifaceted baby face slash screw you to the judgment day type of story. I'm not telling it in a, in a very cohesive way right now. That's not for me to do, but I'm saying in the moment, there is at least an interconnectivity that leads 
from Damian Priest, who has the briefcase, can have it until the summer, not cashing in right away and being able to wait until, you know, in, until even money in the bank, the pay-per-view in Toronto and winning or doing something after mania to get people talking about it. Cause they still have tag titles. That's just the reality of it. They're going to have to put those tag titles on the line. If they haven't lost it at, at elimination chamber to awesome truth. And they do at WrestleMania, then, uh, you know, that that's kind of where the chips fall with Damien priest. I don't like any of that. They still have the tag yeah, titles. They still have the tag titles. So why why do you need to heat up Damian Priest with the briefcase right now when you have until June to do it? You, can you don't. Do it like I don't. That. I don't like babyface Damian Priest. I think oh, that's, that's an inevitability. You get the hot tub and everything. And uh, I think the the issue with Damian Priest right now is Seth Rollins is out there gimpy. And Damian Priest is making no like desire to even go after him. That's it. I'll try to defend it a little bit. And the two promos, one Gunther was out there, two Cody was out there. So you had other people there. Seth has not been alone to be able to be like attacked out there. He could have interrupted Seth instead of Gunther last time, but he hasn't been alone to be attacked. So maybe you can defend it in that way. I would still, if I see this man with his bum knee, I'd be attacking this man and going and trying to get him and winning the title in that way. Damian priest feels so cold right now with this briefcase and like the love truth. This stuff is funny. You know, they're going to lose. I assume the awesome truth at mania what do you do with priests after that? Do you jump him out of judgment day? Does he become a baby face? I feel like I I still think they're doing heist of century part two with priest. I, I think that Seth wins. I think this was the plan. I don't know this for certain. I think it was going to be punk and Seth. Seth was going to win and priest was going to cash. And now I don't know if you can do that. If, Seth faces Gunther or Seth faces uh, Seth faces Drew because I feel like Gunther or Drew should actually beat Seth. I think Punk was the one person who made sense for for Seth to beat these two. I think it makes sense for Seth to lose. When was Heist of the Century? That was 31. So you got to do it next yeah. year on the 10 year anniversary. Nah, that's, that's do, it, do, it. do it on Seth is the the point. Like, well, yeah, you but do you it do it. Seth. You do it on Seth at the at the forty one at the ten year anniversary of the heist, and it's not Damien Priest who does it. It's someone else who's just a smarmy <laughs> asshole. So basically, oh god, it's either Grayson Waller or Austin Theory do it. It's not Theory. <laughs> Waller's cool. I'm fine. Yeah, Waller's fine. Waller. I get it though. I'm just saying, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna use the uh, you got to use what's at your disposal. <laughs> yeah. yeah i i don't know with with damien it's i don't like a baby face turn i don't even like like fully jumping out of judgment day because then judgment day i mean they're kind of cooled off now except like truth is breathed a little bit of new life into them but they're they're just kind of there they're feuding with like truth and miz they don't feel like the the dominate even though they run monday night they don't feel like the dominant group 
on the show. Like Drew McIntyre just feels like the dominant dude on the show. He feels much bigger than them. Where, you know, when Roman and Bloodline, like when Roman's there, he's he's the guy. Bloodline feels like the biggest deal on the show. Oh, it's it's they got a lot of options, which I guess is good, but now you gotta make these options make sense and and figure figure that all out. I don't think you're seeing Gunther and R Truth for the IC title. I think Let's go. I think all right. Right now, if you ask me what I think the Mania card is, what I think Seth is doing at Mania, I think it's Seth and Drew. That's my official prediction is Seth and Drew. Yeah, I can get behind that. And Gunter either has a multi-man match and loses the title by not, you know, being pinned or submitted or someone that's a ladder match, whatever it is. They, I don't think they'll do a ladder match. I think that gets out of it too much, but uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. But uh, it's, yeah, it's, it is what it is. It looks like it's going to be a good car, but they have to, they have to move it around, which is not bad at this time of year. The last time they had to do that, that was WrestleMania 32. And that, uh, 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 not so good. <laughs> Bring in Miz, Miz and Shane in a hell in a cell match. That's what you do. Well, they wouldn't have had to move too much around because what was the plan before Survivor Series? Because the, they know Punk is coming back till Survivor Series. That's so fair. what was the plan before Survivor Series? You just almost fall back into that plan. I know Gunther and Brock was seemingly an idea. So that's now off the table. So what do you do with, with Gunther in that regard? So I do get that might have. Sorry, I was going to say, do you go full bore and give Braun Breaker that moment? I would. I don't know if Gunther was supposed to win or or lose to Brock because, like, if the IC title's on the line, Brock holding the IC title doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I would. I you got to make guys at some point, like you do. And Braun, like they they tried their best to make them at Rumble. They did a good job. I I would go full on with that. I do Braun and Dom at WrestleMania. And have Braun just destroy Dominic. And then I would go with Braun and, and Gunther at, at Mania 2. And like, I would maybe, I think Gunther was probably going to beat Brock. I would maybe have Braun be the guy to end Gunther's reign. Let's make this guy. Yeah. And again, this goes back to what people said years ago when Braun Breaker was just breaking out. I guess this was last year. No, it was two years ago. When Breaker had started, they were like, Bring him up now. Do it now. And everyone, not everyone, but many people were just saying, you know, this is the guy you should be making the guy. But I would argue that the reps that he's gotten in NXT and a lot of the character work that he's been able to do, especially lately, that's gone much further for him. Uh, Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying, I think Gunter said he wants to pin and drop the title. He said he's old school. And yeah, he he did say that. And that's why I'm saying the only way that he's that he relinquishes an intercontinental championship is if he wins the world title while he has the intercontinental championship. And it's one of two things, either he gives it up and he says, you know, Adam Pierce, I don't need this anymore. Give it to anyone. Or he gives it to Kaiser and then Kaiser, you know, does what he does, whether that's lose it right away or gets into a feud with Giovanni Vinci, which would also be hilarious. The, the brother is getting very upset with each other. <laughs> I think when it comes to, Gunther and his philosophy. I think that's what he wants to do. That doesn't mean that's what they're going to do. 
And that's obviously a different conversation. I do think Gunther actually wants to lose, put somebody over, go on from there. But that doesn't mean they're going to actually do that. And at the end of the day, whatever creative, whatever Triple H says is probably going to go over Gunther begging to drop the title, especially if their plan for him is to win the world title and also be the world champion. I understand why they wouldn't want Gunther to take an L either as the world champion or on that route. So I, I, I get that. It's so funny. The dichotomy of champion, long-term champions in WWE and their perception. I think Gunther is one of those champions that people haven't been like, all right, the run is stale time to get the title off of him. Whereas there are other champions in WWE where they're like adamantly Roman. finished with it. Roman obviously being one of them. Uh, and, and even Seth to a certain degree, some people were just getting sick of, of the Seth Rollins story. I just find it interesting that Gunther has become, uh, or, or really he always has been, but to WWE fans has become like this, this guy who just is a really good wrestler and a really good character. I think it's fun stuff. I'm glad that he still has that title over 600 days at this point. Crazy. Gunther would turn the rock into dust. Mm, God just bless. one chop. Rock would he wouldn't be able to do movies anymore. All his movies would have to be filmed from the hospital room. After no, they'll shot. use the they'll use AI. That's AI true. Rock. They'll, they'll use uh the 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 Apple Vision Pro is officially out and people are posting all of their uh all all of their like Apple Vision Pro stuff, including the personas. Did you see this when it came out? Because you wear the the goggles. You can't be on a call like doing this like you normally would with FaceTime. So instead, the goggles, they make you do a persona where you face the goggles at your head and they take like a photo and it's an AI machine learned generated image and video of your head in real time as you're on these FaceTime calls. So that's what they're going to do with The Rock. This sounds terrible. It looks terrible, too. (laughs) Go watch these videos. Thirty five hundred US dollars for this thing. I know that one day it's going to be really cool and really fun. At least has the the potential to be that way right now. It's not that we have AI Austin and AI Hulk. So there you go. Do we need FaceTime? FaceTime. Send us all your super chat money so we can buy these goggles and do bits with them on the air. I would love to. Alex Cardoza is already talking about doing it. Uh, Ali Khan sends a super chat saying, don't you guys feel that Cody, the Cody Roman story is so predictable. I think, don't think that they will reach the momentum of last year. I'm still not over Cody losing. Well, the last sentence is what's going to draw you back in. And that is Roman basically saying, I'll drop this title when I want to. I'll lose when I want to. And that's going to be part of the story. I don't think it's going to be Cody versus the bloodline as much this time. I think it's going to be more of Cody, Roman, and then Cody and Paul Heyman. And then maybe Seth will get himself involved for a little bit. But the big story here is what are we going to do for that month and a half where Roman's not going to be on TV. He'll be on TV this Friday. Probably not again until two weeks before mania when they do the inevitable face to face and then the contract signing and we're off to the races for WrestleMania. You're going to get a lot of Paul Heyman. Yes, that, that's, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a lot of Paul Heyman. And I think people will get it, be excited for the match by the time it rolls around because I trust Cody to sell this thing. I trust Paul Heyman to sell this thing until they mention his father. 
Cody's father too much and then I get sick of it. And then when Roman does show up, that always just feels like a big deal. I think Roman's going to show up maybe a little bit more often. Um, but yeah, he's going to he's gonna take the nights off and everything. I just told you kind of how you're going to get there. You're going to get the tag team match with Jay and Cody against Jimmy and Solo. You might get a Cody and Jimmy singles match. And that's probably the DQ that sets up the tag team match for the following week. Maybe Cody beats Solo again type of thing. But when it comes to promos, I got faith in Cody and I got faith in uh in Paul Heyman to sell this thing until Cody the night before WrestleMania is out there singing some Sweet Caroline. No, nah, they're they're in they're in they're in Philadelphia. He's singing Philadelphia just, Freedom by Elton John. No, what? What? Elton John. Who's that? Elton, really? Mm, this is Brandy from Monday all over again. What's Elton John? Stop it. The song is called Philadelphia Freedom. It's by Elton John. He's going to be singing like a Meek Mill song. What are you, Drew McIntyre? Oh, Meek Mill. That's a famous Philadelphia. He's got to do a rapper. He did California Love. Oh, yeah, that was awful. Last time. So he's got to do a rapper. Meek Mill's the only rapper. He's, he's, uh, he's going to do He's gonna do Motown Philly. He's going to do Boys to Men. Is Will Smith? Will Smith technically from Philadelphia, right? Yeah, but now he's Miami. Like, let's face it, he's. Nah, I can do Will Smith. He should do Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull. Yeah, Mister Worldwide. Pitbull, yeah, but Pitbull's Miami though. That's yeah, but he's Mister Worldwide, so it doesn't matter where he That's is. True. He's got hoes in different area codes, as it were. That's true. Now you can do you can do Mill Cassidy. He's gonna he do many men. <laughs> oh, if he did many men, that'd be dope. Honestly, oh, it's good dreams and nightmares. Cody just out there. Cody just out. Many men. Wish death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be who I'm destined to be. I'm going to finish my story. Look at that. I even remixed it for him. Remixed it and censored myself. Jeremy's avatar right my there. My God. <laughs> yeah, Elton John. Is he Yeah, is he pretty deadly? It's Elton right? Prince. <laughs> is it? Sure. I'm pretty sure. Will Chisholm sent Super Dad. Just a thought. You could do Degrade versus Gunter. Who is this? Who is Degrade? Who is Degrade? Decay? No, they're the women's yeah, tag. No. I know what I'm doing, guys. Calm Maybe down. Is it Andrade? Is it Andrade? Andrade? Maybe it's Andrade. Someone said, I think it was Sat, said that on Twitter and said it's going to hit like crack. And SB3 went off on him for that one. <laughs> I said, no, just they just need extra pyro and we'll be okay. Jeff Fowley and Caden were, I know the lyrics to the song. I know, I know when the words are the words. All right, calm down. 50 cent. That's all I listened to when it was, uh, when that first, when that album first came out. The oh, great is great. Oh, that's funny. Cause I have a question for Davey boy Smith <laughs> jr. About great. So that's great. That'd be good. Oh, by the way, Davey boy Smith jr. Is running us about 10 minutes. We're going to talk MLW super fights and his match with one called Manders. So join us for that couple of super chats again. Will Chisholm. Uh, oh, sorry. Did we get to the Andrade comments? Oh, Gunther and Andrade. That's fine. I'm, I, I like that much. Yeah, I do. That one. Who's going to yeah. win? Uh, they're going to do escape the cage. So nobody has to take a pinfall. <laughs> Bless you for that. <laughs> oh God. Oh, how you know, we'll just say Cody going to rap Meek Mill. I'll hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all thought it was finished. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's going to be, man. 
he's going to come out there. California Love was just that was just a moment in time last year. You had to be there. He's going to turn heel and do Drake. That's what he's going to do. You know, oh, Drake song. What do you think of the weekend? Who's about to probably join the TKO board after his fifth WrestleMania? Dude, I love that guy. Who yeah. who works there that loves him so much? I don't know. Probably Triple H. Triple no, H. that's Poppy. We've been through this. Uh, Why Triple- hasn't Poppy appeared on NXT television since the TKO merger? Triple H is just vibing to the weekend. Um, the the lights. I don't know the lyrics to the weekend. Then I'll listen to to him. Is that ELO, blinded by the light. Uh, no, no. That's who. That's ELO. That's it. Blinded by the lights. It's ELP. How's oh, ELP? It's El Phantasma. Time. Sorry. <laughs> Who's ELO? ELO's that's Don't Let Me Down. That's Electric Lights Orchestra. Oh, that's Mr. Blue Sky. Anyway, it, ELP, yeah, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. My bad. I, I had a moment. Yeah, why haven't we what? got this poppy song? I Emerson, mean, Lincoln, Palmer. Who? Oh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. That's ELP. That's not El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo did not write the song Blinded by the Light. Is that the blinded by the light? Yes, that was Never the- like a douche. I've been summoned. There's a Canadian like troupe that did a whole thing on that on, on blinded by the light. I'll post it on the internet for y'all. I'm oh, here fuck. with, with an actual purpose, by the way, there you Thank go. You for- um, Thanks. Fightful Awards tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. I am very, very excited for it. And um, I'm going to give a teaser. Just just one little one little teaser to maybe get people to tune in. And I'm not going to say specifically what award this may be emanated from because we have so many wonderful categories. And uh, am I struggling to find the teaser? Yes, I am. Am I killing time? Yes, I certainly am. But here you go. If that doesn't get you to tune in, what what can? What can? There's another good teaser. There's there's a lot. Yeah, of who is accepting for for one award. It's gonna it's gonna be a good show, everybody. It's gonna be a yeah, tremendous great. show. One of the best FIFA awards that has ever taken place. Some people that can't appear have people uh, accepting awards on yes. their behalf, which yeah. is also very nice. I got yeah. one of the, I got some of those. Um, there's there's a lot of cool surprises to the point to where when Jeremy said that, I don't even know what one he means because <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Um, the the outpouring of. Uh, of people that were, were willing to do these and wanted their awards was really, really cool. Um, except for CM Punk. I didn't ask him because I've still got one of his right there. And I've asked him personally like three or four times. So I said, Jimmy, if he wins one, we're not making it. <laughs> he's hurt uh, now, Sean, you know, he's got, he's got other things to do. I hate that for him. I really do. And, there was a point that I brought up re- regarding him going to WWE and I'm like, well, you can't plan a WrestleMania main event around them. It's, it's almost like the, you know how undertaker walked out and then triple H walked out right after him type of thing. Like I almost felt like that was the kind of setup, even though he very clearly wants to work, but um, it's just a bummer, man. That sucks so bad. 
And uh, I hope next year, I hope next year he gets it. And I hope they do exactly that. I hope cult of personality hits. And then right after the glass shatters and I finally get my 10 minute sham of a main event that I have personally wanted my entire life. And by that, I mean like the last 15 years or so. Um, yeah, but tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, the Fightful Awards hosted by myself and Denise Salcedo. Um, some guy named Will Washington didn't show up for it. I don't know why. Wow. I feel like he's got other stuff to do today. No. I was not invited, as usual. I don't get the invites to these things anymore. I'm just, you know, discarded. Used to always be like, oh, we need someone to fill in. Let's call Jeremy. Now it's. You stopped. You stopped. That's it. I never. I, I stopped getting asked. You're right. I stopped getting Rick, asked. Rick Riccicino is filling in for me tonight on the Post Dynamite show. See, there you go. I, Don't I, ask me. I looked at things and I said, you know what? The hump's probably going to be a 90-minute episode today. The award show is going to be two hours. I think I'm not going to do the Dynamite Post show because I feel like after tonight, once tonight's through and then, then next week's happened, we're probably going to be with some heavy talking points throughout the, the the next several episodes of Dynamite. But also, for everybody asking me about Okada, there is no Okada news. Still no deal done. Uh, open to everybody. Not open to everybody. Like, we're not going to sign him. Why? Um, we, I wish we would. We can, we can offer, like, American food, you know? Just, like, pay him and get McDonald's. Funny enough... When I talked to Gunther and Rhea Ripley both, they told me that the food in America is their least favorite thing about America because they eat the same things and it'll make you gain weight because so many preservatives. When I was in the UK, I would eat the same things. I'd be like, this doesn't have as much taste. Then I'm like, wait a second. Is just the taste salt in America? And <laughs> I think it is. I think it just is. Yeah, salt and MSG. God bless. That's why I'm yeah. Canadian. Looking forward to seeing you in, in July, Sean Ross. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be there. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on it. I'm already getting messages from people saying that they booked their hotel and travel. And I'm like, it is not Ooh. even another month that starts with Jay yet. What are we doing here? Yeah. I'm going to uh, New York for Christmas this year. Hey, that sounds fun. You're going to take you gonna you gonna do the, the house show. I know you've always yeah. wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, my wife was like, hey, I know you've always wanted to go to this house show. How about we just don't do gifts this year? I've always wanted to spend New York or Christmas in New York. It's so funny to which my friend Destiny FOMO, who is a New Yorker, she just groaned. She's like, I bet you do. because <laughs> She spent so many there. She's like, you do not want to be here in New York, but learn for yourself, buddy. What it's just like home was? alone, right? Oh, so let me tell you. I looked up that hotel. <laughs> I'm doing well right now. It ain't happening. It ain't <laughs> happening. <laughs> Unless Jimmy decides to to bless me with a couple more turtle doves uh, in, in my invoice, it ain't going to be happening. Just need a, a big year. Just a, a big, a big year. And suddenly we're going. Yeah. I will say we did sell more sponsors than any other month ever. I want to thank uh, Kate for being a big part of that with our spo- our, our award show, but uh, that was nice. I guess there's there's January budgets opened up and everybody had to have articles written about their online casinos. So, well, Go figure no. <laughs> more power to them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but guys, um, I, I, it's been it's been a long week. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's been a I'd long say so. Week. Yep. It's been a long week. Yeah. Since last Tuesday, basically, it's it's been a long week. I don't know. Have I been on this show since last week? No. And no. honestly, I think you're probably you were probably better off given the content. I mean, no, I watched I, I watched the show. I saw the the Alba stuff was phenomenal. It was so good. But I said to somebody that I got a call from Sports Illustrated Thursday. And the content of that call was, hey, I'm sorry for messing up your mentions. I got worked, brother. And that was the most normal part of my Thursday. I had to call you on Thursday after the Vince stuff came out and to figure out of how we were kind of handling yeah. things because I was a little – I didn't want to screw it up. I no, wanted to make sure everything – Credit for handling that the way that you did too. Jeremy is always very, very sensitive to what, what could affect other people. And that is something that, that means an awful lot to him. Um, and that honestly, that's why somebody like you is way better off writing something like that than somebody like me who does not have <laughs> an incredible attention to detail on a lot of things like that, uh, a symptom of ADHD. But I think that you handled that phenomenally. I think you handled that really, really well. Well, you guided me a bit on that. And then my wife gave me a, a advice on kind of handle it as well. So fortunately, uh, that was that, but I, I won't I'm glad say you got tips on being a terrible mini golfer throughout the, the middle of all this. I'm every glad time, of that. Every time I'm I will say glad that, that it, during this very important, serious I matter to defend, she was the only person that got the hole in one. So that still has that to her, but you blew me off after I called you. Cause you had to take a much more important phone call. Than you know how, you, you know how AEW stays with the casino theme, right? Like all in <laughs> all out double or nothing dealer's choice. We're going to call what happened to that one. Beginner's luck. Wow. That's wow. what we're going to call that one. <laughs> wow. So mean. So, so mean. I don't think it was beginner's luck. That was skill. I mean, All she's skill. a wonderful woman. Don't don't get me wrong. She puts up with me. Has to be. Yeah. I have <laughs> a mini golf slash beer pong game at my home now. Oh. Putter it's ball. It's been forever since I played beer. I think the last time I played beer pong was with Larry Zonka. R.I.P. The great oh, Larry Zonka. R.I.P. Larry Zonka. Yes. It was 4th of July. I spent 4th of July with him and his family. And we played beer pong against like his brother and his brother was throwing up outside of IHOP by the time we were done. <laughs> I'm very good at it. They have like beer pong games at the arcade now. I see. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. I'm very good at them. <laughs> they also have axe throwing games there, like with rubber, like rubber tipped uh, axes and stuff. But we got this game and it's set up like beer pong with golf holes. And then when you make one, you there's, there's a cover for it of turf. And then you keep going until you make it into all of them. And I'm not as good at that. I'm actually very bad. I lose to my wife all the time, but go figure. Huh, I've got an award show to produce, my friends. We have Enjoy. a guest presumably joining us shortly. Allegedly. Yeah, we I don't see him. I don't see him here. Where are they? Who is it? It's Davy Boy Smith Jr. <laughs> I love Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. Well, you, you said I, love high. I love the whole Hart family. I talked to Natalia the other day. She's one high if he showed up on time, but you know, wrestling. I once I once told Davey I was like, and and he's not an easy person to make laugh, right? Like he's he's a serious guy, uh, and, and with reason, he's a serious athlete. But I told him about like my Bret Hart interview, and I was like, I'm going to be the guy to get the positive Bret Hart interview. 
And then I told him that I was like, who did the best sharpshooters? And Brett looked at me and he goes, it's a lot easier if I tell you who did the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yep, yep, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, shout out Davey Boy Smith Jr. He did some training with uh, Coach Billy Robinson as well. In fact, one time I talked to him about this. They had to blur his face out because he was under WWE contract on a DVD that they put out. I think it was a scientific wrestling DVD. Uh, but yeah, also trained with Batista ahead of his MMA fight. A lot of cool stuff. There's there's so much to talk talk to Davy Boy Smith Jr. about. But uh, I'll see you guys later. Bye, Thanks, Sean. Sean. I'm gonna ask him how he cooks his steaks. <laughs> well, hopefully he shows up and we can ask him all these questions. If not, we'll just do it on Friday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, we'll have a make good on Friday. Uh, you know, we shall see. We shall see. But um, what were we talking about? We have all, we got a couple super chats. Let's just yeah. hit those and start fresh. It's Nick Khan. He's like my kids. He loves the weekend. There you go. He's like maybe uh, it's Nick Khan. Honestly, yeah, it could be. Nick Khan was in the. Uh, he was watching the Logan Paul match. He was there, enjoying himself. Anyway, and uh, Bell Renat sends a super chat. Thank you, Bell. Saying, I don't know why, but with Gunter, I have a sneaky suspicion not to rule out a big E that Big E might, and I'll say might because of the injury return, especially with Imperium and New Day feuding. And that's what we were talking about earlier. We were saying that uh, having the two on uh, the three on two with the heels, you know, overpowering the baby faces and the baby faces being a very popular trio that's currently missing one of their most popular members feels like that but we don't know and that's kind of the best part is that if we're keeping this under wraps and we find out at the curtain that biggie is coming back i'd love that this is one of those times where i would love to just be 100 percent surprised and and excited for biggie look if they got biggie a big return here i'm all for that i, I want biggie back i want him healthy uh doing doing wrestling because he's fantastic um great personality and yeah, if that's the end game and that's what they have, then then cool. Take me on that journey. Let him come back. I'm fine with that. We're obviously working under the theory assumption that they don't have Big E because we haven't heard anything. And it, we just kind of assume that he's not coming back anytime soon at this point. But if that is the end game here of Big E, awesome. That's a great story. I would love that. I really would. So We'll see. Again, that's going to get a lot of people talking in terms of just how this story has been progressing on WWE Raw. But uh, again, nobody knows because Big E's been very tight-lipped and happily so, in my case at least. Uh, yeah, what else? Uh, we, I mean, we have Dynamite tonight, but we usually do that at the end of the show. And we don't know if we have a if we have a scheduled guest. This might be the first scheduled guest who doesn't show up as, as advertised, Jeremy. Well, Janela was. He made do. He Bruce he came do. back. I assume that Davy Boy will make do if you know this doesn't happen. Uh, I'm sure we'd be fine. The, the MLW's been very good to us when it comes to. Uh, I'm supposed to interview Tom out. Waller later tonight. Too. Oh, that was you. I was yeah. wondering because Sean was wearing a nice shirt, and I was wondering if he was going to interview Tom Waller. <laughs> no, no, Sean. Sean not even doing a Dynamite post show. He's doing too many shows today. Um, no, Tom Waller is supposed to be the spotlight interview for this week. Um, I'm supposed to, it's just going to be me solo because uh, Jensen was not able to, to make that the, the timing didn't align. So it's just going to be me solo Tom Waller for about half an hour, which will, will be fun. I big Tom Waller fan, uh, easy guy to talk to like a big personality. Talk to him about some MMA and everything. Um, 
but yeah, I am scheduled to interview Tom Waller. Hopefully that goes through and I don't get double, double duped by MLW here. They're getting back at us for doing things for the last few months, interviewing talent. They're getting back at us for the content we put out. With our yeah. Team. I'm running an Alex Kane story this week. Uh, multiple from Alex Kane. Cause he was on spot like last week. So I'm running a bunch of stories from that this week to promote super fight. MLW is usually good to us. And, and they, you know, they're always, they, they offer us Ricky Shane page like every single month. And <laughs> I don't want to like say no, because I like Ricky, but I'm also like, we just talked to him like three weeks ago. So I don't know how much like we have to add. Let's make this. Him, let's just make him like the new, <laughs> not the new, but like the next Andrew Zarian drop in where <laughs> like Zarian comes in every once in a while and he's always welcome. We, let's just do that with RSP. Let's just get him. Should, yeah, we should have a drop for RSP of we like, should. yeah. Would we get copyright struck if we just use his theme song? Like, we'll just use his theme song. I don't know. What do we call the segment? RSP's Hardcore Heaven? Like, what are we talking? Uh, well, we might get copyright struck for that, too. Hardcore Heaven. Paul Heyman's going to go after us. Yeah. <laughs> Let so. him. Uh, Some of the chat saying we're going to talk about NXT to fill the time. On Friday, our plan is to talk about Vengeance Day because that show is happening on Sunday. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, the TV show happened. Honestly, there's not a lot of NXT TV talk that I, like, need to get into. Wow. Joel <laughs> there hates isn't. NXT confirmed. I mean, what's the big talking point coming out of this? The RSP report would be perfect. <laughs> Joel hates NXT. Joel watches Dude, NXT. They use Tell Me a Lie that for Chase U. So expected, though, because it's it's Shawn Michaels. What do you expect? <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. Love Tell Me a Lie. What a song. That was you start a fire in me too. the Brett song. Yep. I got to bring that one back at some point. Well, they're not because it's a Brett song, so it won't be on NXT. Yeah, Sean and Brett love each other now. They're all best. They're all besties. They trade okay. friendship bracelets and everything like uh, they're all besties now. Going to go to the they're going to go to the to the, the Taylor Swift shows together. Maybe, you know, she's going to the Super Bowl. So, We're all going to the Super Bowl, Jeremy. I think that's true. Uh, Luis says the the Chase U segment was a yikes because of this past week. What are your What do you think of that, Joel? Okay, I and so full disclosure, I actually had a conversation with Kate in the moment, and I know Kate was not a fan of this, and I agree with her sentiments on needing to pivot and just it's a bad look. Um, I can tell you from a storyline standpoint, I saw it differently. Um, and again, just because I see it differently doesn't mean I don't understand and appreciate the view of someone who says this was a bad call. I saw this more as like a 90s television program trope. One, I saw it as JC Jane's empowerment of women because that is just kind of the JC toxic attraction, sexy, beautiful women doing things story. And it's her coming of age as a baby face who might end up screwing, you know, chase you in the end anyway. But the way I, the way I saw it was the money, the, the empowerment of women through the, it's just like, okay, here, this was the, this is what I used. The example of sports illustrated. What are their two most popular issues every single year without fail, fail Jeremy? The swimsuit issue. And the, the other swimsuit issue. Oh, yeah. Yes, but the body <laughs> issue is the other one. Uh, it's it's their biggest sell, and everyone who's a part of it, you know, they they know what this is, 
And for a lot of, uh, a lot of women, at least in terms of their comments, they call it empowering. They call it a positive uh, experience doing the SI uh, shoots. Yes. Whereas, yes. The body issue. Joel. Oh, ESPN does the body issue. Well, ESPN and SI are the same. They're interchangeable in my brain. Either wow. way, they are. Let's face it. They're all being written <laughs> by AI bots at this point. Anyway, the, uh, the fine, the, the, the big one is the swimsuit issue from SI. Um, yeah, I get it, chat. Thank you. They're the same. Anyway, the point being is that these are still big time sellers for these particular outlets. That's the way I saw it. It wasn't a, this is an awful look for everybody as much as it was. This was, uh, the JC Jane's women's empowerment storyline. Okay. I think I froze. No, you didn't. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I, I see what, what you're saying with that. Um, I, I agree to an extent. I also think it's just bad optics and you should probably just maybe pivot to something else. Say you did a bake sale, like, but the bake sale makes no sense. Why? Because not once in JC Jane's entire WWE run has she been known as like, I baked you a cake for your birthday. Happy birthday, Mandy Rose. It was always very sexy JC Jane. So she's using the thing that she knows. What about to get what there. if what if they did a banana stand? Well, there's always money in the banana stand, so clearly they could have done that. However, I feel like Fox would, oh, like Netflix now, they may have worked with one and now they're about to work with the other. Just, yeah, you can't put money in that banana stand. It burns down. You can, there's always money in the banana stand. I feel like you could could have done a banana stand. Why Why didn't milkshakes? Why didn't they burn down Chase U for the insurance money? Why didn't they do milkshakes? Uh, because it doesn't bring the boys to the yard as much as the swimsuit calendar would. Mm, they they need. I feel like the milkshakes do bring the boys to the yard, though. I. <laughs> why doesn't Joel Pearl have any encyclopedic knowledge of magazines? With all women in them? <laughs> right. Thank you. Let's talk about Maxim three sixth. Anyway, uh, no, I. Yeah, it's, Maxim. What a magazine that was. That was that was a time. Let me tell you. Yeah, this is uh, the, the lemonade stand. You you, it's still it's still wrestling. The and kids it, want me to open a lemonade stand because they say I work too you? much and I work too many hours. So like, just open a lemonade stand. And then in the the winter months, I open a hot chocolate stand. That's perfect. How much do you charge? Uh, I'm gonna charge a lot if I'm gonna make up the the funds that I make here at fightful i'm gonna have to it's gonna be like five bucks for this hot chocolate and lemonade well i'm gonna open one and charge 4.99 there's a lot of sugar in the lemonade that i use though trust me you'll want to keep coming oh sugar, sugar. The simpsons with the the lemon tree where they they use the the yeah. lemon and then top it off with all the sugar yeah <laughs> yeah that's what you do <laughs> but anyway yeah like, i like again i see the point of needing of, of doing a pivot but in terms of like the story of JC Jane as a character in NXT, like she's always been sexy girl who, who flaunts her wares, you know, and this is her opportunity to not only be sexy, but also be smart in that she is the person who put together this, this swimsuit 
catalog, whatever you want, swimsuit <laughs> edition calendar. Should they have put men in the swimsuit? It's entirely possible that they do. And Duke is like, I want in on this now. I mean, they also said, we well, you know, we printed a thousand, 10,000. It's coming to the venue, but it's impossible. It's possible that Riley and, and Duke do it. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, let's be honest about this. This is just a Saved by the Bell storyline. That's all they did. Yeah, they did a Saved by the Bell storyline. And this is a week after they did the, the end of uh, Fresh Prince. Yeah. They're not reinventing the wheel with this kind of stuff. Should it? Should they maybe try to pivot out of something based on the week that they had? Yes. I, I think maybe you, you try a little bit more. But if you listen to WWE and you listen to executives in WWE, they had an incredible week. So why would they pivot away from anything? It was a great week. It was one of the best weeks ever. They signed a Netflix deal. The Rock joined the board. We had the Royal Rumble. Nothing bad happened. So why would they need to change what they were already doing. It was an incredible week for WWE. Someone had pointed out to us that uh, reps from 2K24 aren't talking about the lawsuit. And I don't know if you had any any opinions on that because this was one of our viewers who pointed this out to us. I mean, they, they, they should have no comments on the lawsuit. What are they supposed to comment on? I assume Vince isn't going to be in the game. He's been in past games. I assume he's not going to be in this game. Yeah, you pull him out from DLC if he's there. and yeah. Uh, and nobody knew if he was going to be in the game in the first place. I understand giving a no comment in this case because he has no connect. He really hasn't had much connection to the game to begin with. And unless 2K was, you know, pulling out and canceling 2K24, there's really not much else to say. Yeah. They, everyone, I assume everyone is just going to say no comment when asked. That's what Triple H, I assumed he was going to say. Boy, did he surprise us. Yes, in chat saying they didn't see any men come out for the counter. I understand that. Again, this is a save by the bell moment. If you add men later on, then sure, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, Screech was Miss, Miss December in yeah. Saved by the Bell. So there you go. Mr. October can be <laughs> Duke Hudson. And I think it, I pulled it up earlier, but let's put it back up. Jason's saying, you know, doing a pose with the trophy, hiding his junk on a bearskin rug. Sounds like a certain former WWF champion at one point. Heartbreak. Yeah, they, they do love doing that kind of stuff. So uh, maybe there will be men featured once the calendar actually comes out. If we even see the calendar actually come out, it could just be, hey, we did the calendar. We got all the money. Let's move on. I think they're going to have the calendar at the event on Sunday. Okay. They, made, they made reference to bringing 10,000 calendars. They'll do a short run and people yeah. will probably take photos and it'll be like a $25 calendar and they'll make some money off of it. And that's it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, we're already a month out, though. You've already lost January. That's fair. Maybe that's Duke's month. I love this Thea Hale singing. Oh. I'm so excited you get the reference. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be amazing. She is the cocaine sentient. That would be amazing. Thea Hale singing that song. What a banger that was. Oh, my God. That was the best. She's so scared. And now she's just scared because she's got to do. she's got another women's championship opportunity. Someone wanted us to talk about NXT. This is what you get. Shout out to the GOAT, Jesse Spano. Man, rolled. I'm so excited. Sorry. Sing it, Joel. Go. Nope. Uh, come on, come on, Joel. Nope, no, no. I'll sing it with you. I'm no, so excited. I'm not going to I'm it. so excited. I'm so scared. Oh, one of the best moments in <laughs> What a great show said by the bell was. It really was. And then you hear about all the dark shit that happened. And it's yeah. Just from there. Yeah. 
There's no hope with dope, though, Joel. That's true. Except the dope is pretty pretty dope. Chat's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> figuring it out. You guys got it? Everyone? Oh God, this is why we are the best. We have the best chat in the entire wrestling world. Oh God. You guys I'll tell the world. Better than busted open right here. <laughs> hey, people like Alexis King, apparently. That's great. Good for him. <sighs> made me forget his real name for a minute so that's helpful i don't think davy boy smith jr is joining us that's fine we got 10 minutes left for a dynamite preview no degrassi references no i don't do degrassi references because i had a friend who was a uh Drake. who was on the show <laughs> no but it was drake's best friend on the show he drank craig so uh, that's was it not Drake, your friend who was on the show? No, no, it was it was Jake Epstein. Do you want to sing some Drake, Joel? No, absolutely not. Why not? No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm getting messages from the anonymous ITW general manager saying I have almost every episode of Saved by the Bell memorized. Oh, yeah. We, we watch it. We watched it not too long ago. Uh, has it on DVD? Have it on, yeah. You know, it's on the 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 uh, the the cock now, I'm pretty sure. It wasn't, it wasn't Spinner. It was Craig. Craig Drake. Was, he played Craig. It was Drake, wasn't it? I don't know. They're all the same people on that show. Wow. They are. I never wow. watched Degrassi. Yeah, there you go. It's Craig. Craig? Craig. I don't know who Craig is. I never he... watched Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, Drake Drake is the guy who, who was in a wheelchair, got shot in the back. That's on, unfortunate. On He's doing yeah. much better now. Is he? I don't know about that. Give well, it up. We, you know, he started from the bottom. Joel, <laughs> we're not doing this again. We yes, already yeah. had that chat on a show. What? We, no, we know we did this. No, go back into the go back into the archives. We talked about Drake. We talked about Drake's upbringing in Toronto. You're not a fan of Drake. Not a fan of Drake. Yeah. If he wants to give me fifty large off the books, not mess with my tax, then yes, I'll like Drake. I like Drake. Not happening. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> there's there is an anonymous itw general manager they message us during the shows do people not know who that is uh, just luis because luis doesn't watch our show oh. frequently, which is a okay. big problem because luis works for this <laughs> everybody who works at fightful should be watching the show your boss watches the show allegedly so you should be watching too <laughs> it's hornswoggle yes it is if you're listening it's too late stop it Drake. anyway Drake is awful. Why? Why do you hate Drake so much? Uh, because he's not going to be on Dynamite tonight. Uh, he's got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Always trying to drain him of his energy. Anyway, so is uh, Swerve going to get Hyde tonight? Uh, oh yeah. I hope it's Van Dam. Like Van what if Dan. it's not? It's it's not Jeff Hardy. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's not Jeff Hardy. It's not. He's facing John Moxley. That's a match. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to pick apart the card, or do you want to? Do you want to do? Yeah, Jim. yeah, Jimmy Van has no idea what this show is. Thank he God. Uh, my my like direct friend <laughs> of Jimmy has since like died, so that's great. <laughs> so now Jimmy has no idea what I do. Yeah, Jimmy has no idea this show exists. Uh, thank thank the Lord. No, Jimmy's never been on. He was, uh, I'll peel back the curtain a little bit. I sent him uh, an entrant to the Weedy Rumble on 
uh, last Friday, and he had other things going on, so he could not he could not make it. Best. <laughs> he didn't come for that episode. Jimmy's been on technically, actually. Your birthday episode, he sent a message. Right, back when he liked me. Yeah, he sent back a message on your birthday episode. Together. So theoretically, he, he has been on. This show's not funded at all. This show is like the only show on the channel that makes money. So yeah, we, Maybe send in more <laughs> super chats so we can make a point. Yeah. If anything, he looks at like everything else we do on this channel. It's like, what? why Why is Jeremy talking about basketball? Why... Why are he and Cher Delaware and SB3 playing a mobile game about sex? What 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 are they doing on this show? Sean showed up yesterday on FMC in the middle of our too hot to handle playthrough. And he's I like, read. Don't you have a job to do, Jeremy? I was like, this is part of my job. This is what I'm doing with my Tuesday. What do I need to do? Sorry. Now th- this is the show that actually, you know makes this channel halfway sustainable. Yeah, that's kind of sad in a yeah. lot of ways. Better than busted open. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, anyway, AEW Dynamites tonight from New Orleans, Louisiana and the Lakefront Arena. Tony Khan, whenever you're ready, we have a big night of action and you can take it away. We not only have a big night of action, Joel, we have one of the best Dynamite cards we've ever put together in the history of AEW Dynamite. We have a tremendous show. We have a fantastic lineup. We have an exciting, exciting, exciting event for all of the fans at AEW. And do you know how to watch it, Joel? Uh, There's only one way to watch it, and it's to tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on TBS and also international for AW Plus. That's how I watch it. That's how I watch it. Yes. But it's at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on TBS. It's AEW Dynamite, and it is Taya Valkyrie against Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna Perrazzo has her target set on the AEW Women's World Champion, Tony Storm, who will be on commentary for this match. Timeless Tony Storm. What will she have to say as she watches Deanna Perrazzo battle Taya Valkyrie live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on AEW Dynamite TBS? Yes. In a rematch from Under Siege 2022. That's a tremendous question. I don't know what you're talking about. No comment on that. We also got Chris Jericho taking on Kyle Fletcher. That's right, Chris Jericho, the Ocho, the 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 champion, the former lay champion. He's going to be in action against the ROH TV lay champion, Kyle Fletcher. The title will not be on the line, folks. Just to let everybody know, Chris Jericho will not be challenging for the ROH television championship chris jericho a former roh world champion by the way he will be taking on kyle fletcher of the don Callis family as chris jericho looks forward to continuing battling members of the don Callis family as he looks for revenge against don Callis and the family that he has sent after him and the first man on his revenge list not the list of jericho that's a different thing different company the first the first man on chris jericho's list of don Callis victims is kyle fletcher chris jericho kyle fletcher it goes down the only way to watch it is tonight 8 p.m eastern aew dynamite live on tbs we have two not one but two count them up joel one two two dealers choices matches they're gonna deal the cards they're gonna they're gonna deal opponents and one opponent who's already been dealt to hangman adam page is toa leona of the gates of agony swerve strickland has picked his friend, his partner, his his uh, confidant, and the mogul embassy. He has picked 
Togo, Toa Leona to face Hangman Adam Page in a dealer's choice match. And then we have the other dealer's choice match. Two, you get two cards, two dealer's choices, not one, two, two dealer's choices matches. Swerve Strickland, he will be taking on an opponent to be announced by Hangman Adam Page. Who will Hangman Adam Page pick to face Swerve Strickland? The only way to find out, Joel, do you know the only way to find out? Driller plus. It's the tune in live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. AEW Dynamite TBS. And for our international fans, our great fans in all our great international markets, Triller TV, Fight Plus, AEW Plus, however you get it. However you get it, it's there. It's there for all the AEW international fans. But for the AEW fans in America, it's live 8 p.m. Eastern. AEW Dynamite TBS. On top of the two, not one, but two dealer's choices matches, we got John Moxley. John Moxley, he's been on a tear lately. He's defeated the likes of Shane Taylor. He's coming off a big victory alongside Claudio Castagnoli against Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. John Moxley will be in action tonight on AEW Dynamite against Jeff Hardy. This is a dream match, folks. You never thought you would see John Moxley and Jeff Hardy, two of the greatest performers of their generation. Jeff Hardy, a legend in the sport, an icon, not Sting. But he's an icon in the sport, a legend, a surefire Hall of Famer, which he turned down because he didn't feel like going back when they tried to keep him. But he's a surefire Hall of Famer in any Hall of Fame, taking on John Moxley, another future Hall of Famer in the world of professional wrestling. John Moxley against Jeff Hardy, a dream match of epic proportions. And the only way to see it is live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on AEW Dynamite. It's a great show. It's a tremendous show. Stay tuned to social media all throughout the day because we're going to announce more great matches and more more great segments that you can only watch live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, AEW Dynamite on TBS. It's a great show, a tremendous lineup for everybody. One of the best lineups we've ever put together. We're back in New Orleans. Come see if Ricky Starks is here. I promise you Ricky Starks is going to be here. He's had a lot of great promotions for us. Come eat the king cake if you find the baby. If you find the baby in the king cake, you get a free ticket to AEW Dynamite. Find the baby in the king cake. Come see AEW Dynamite, a free ticket. The only way to see it if you don't get the baby and the king cake. The only way to see AEW Dynamite is to tune in live when APM Eastern wear TBS. It's AEW Dynamite right after the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang, all your theories with the king cake and the Big Bang Babies. The Big Bang Baby and the king cake. You get the baby and the king cake. You get a free ticket to AEW Dynamite live New Orleans, Louisiana, the Uno Lakefront Center. Evil Uno may or may not be there. Not Uno Dealer's Choices. Dose Dealer's Choices matches tonight on AEW Dynamite Live, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS, AEW Dynamite. You don't want to miss it. Thank you to all the great AEW fans who support us. We appreciate it. Justified, this is awesome, chance. I really wish the DBS had shown up right during that. <laughs> Your wife's in the other room just being like what the fuck? oh i got a text message that just said jeremy that's amazing <laughs> uh by the way this is actually one thing i want to point out this is a first believe it or not a first time ever with mox and hardy they've never had a one-on-one singles match i told you it was a dream match joel do you not listen to tony khan <coughs> problem <laughs> Anyway, good lord, we got through the show. Uh, Fightful Awards are tonight at six o'clock on the main channel, just before Dynamite goes. Uh, I'm, I feel good. That was good. And by the way, the King Cake reference, wonderful. For those who don't know, Ricky Starks was on. Uh, he, he did an interview with uh, with Fox, the local affiliate there. So, 
Eddie Kingston tried king cake. Uh, he got the baby too. So <laughs> funny story. I don't know if it's actually funny, but we celebrated. Uh, this was, I think it was in like fourth grade or something. Um, and someone for Mardi Gras baked, a, made a king cake and brought it to like our, our fourth grade class. So we got a big celebration. You know, if you get the baby, you want a prize. I got the baby and I won a Hot Wheels car. There you go, everybody. We used to bake quarters into the cake so that you could go play on the the, the, the machines uh, wherever okay. you were, right? I, I feel like you swallow a quarter. Well, like, that's, you got to warn the kids that there's a quarter somewhere in there. Uh, okay. or that there's whatever. You got to like mash up their cake to find the quarter. That's pretty much what they would do, yeah. Okay. Anyway, anything else to uh, to plug before we go off? Uh, watch the Fightful Awards. My... My lovely wife asked me, do you want tea? I've been drinking a lot of tea for my voice. Sounds good. Or a tranquilizer, she said. Sounds less good. <laughs> How much money can we raise to get for me to get shot with a tranquilizer on this you show? Still, <laughs> you, <laughs> you still need to eat 30 eggs. So. I do. I've been feeling so terrible That's with the fair. eggs thing. Tell you what. If Sting and Darby win the tag titles next week, Friday's show will be Jeremy eating eggs. Just all show. I'm just eating eggs. Just all. No, because we decided that we would space it out a little better. But yeah, it's 30 of those things. I hope I'm feeling better by Friday to like pull off this actual type of uh, bit. I've just been texted. No, all caps. So apparently the tranquilizer. Got, oh, no. Okay. She's here. I'm on delay. Yeah. I just heard it. Uh, what what part? I'm assuming all of it. What's all of it? What you said besides tranquilizer? That's it. Just the tranquilizer. No. Why can't I get shot with the tranquilizer? Kurt Angle did it. Are you so, saying I'm not as good as Kurt Angle? Why won't you let me be great and be as good as Kurt Angle? Kurt was also 30 perks. <laughs> I've totally <laughs> broken her, by the way. She's dying over here. <laughs> What? Kurt Angle got shot by the Big Show. No, wait, it's the other way around. The Big Show got shot. You can be Kurt Angle. I'll be the Big Show. Oh, my God. oh your knees, your poor knees. What was that? Yeah, you want to shoot me with a tranquilizer dart? Really Why not? This is all bad. Eh. How much money can we get? <laughs> It raised for this. This is when Jimmy Van looks at the show and wonders what happened. Under when did why did they get a three hundred dollars super chat? Yeah, how they raised two thousand dollars. <laughs> it's good. It's got to be at the start of the show so that you do the entire show with Trank going. Oh through. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I get shot just like the when I did the cake face. Like I get shot at the beginning of the show, and then I try to do the rest of the show on on this tranquil. Yeah, including an interview with Zach Haydorn. <laughs> There's a bed right behind me, so like if I'm just, I can just lay down. I'll be fine. I'll be good. <laughs> so two thousand dollars is the goal. We gotta yeah. save Chase. You. Yeah, we we can't do it. We're not good enough to do a, a calendar. Kai, so Kai says so. Two thousand is the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Two thousand dollars. I would do it for two thousand. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> By which I mean I would watch you do it for two thousand dollars. <laughs> Drink you. <laughs> oh, psychosis leg drop. No, it's not gonna save Chase you. Nothing chase nothing saves Chase you except for two thousand dollars and a tranquilizer dart. All right, folks, if we raise two thousand dollars on Friday, I'll get shot with a trank gun. The fuck you will. On <laughs> Did that come through? Did that audio come through? Okay. <laughs> clip that. Please, somebody clip that. That was the best. Oh, my God. All right. Tranquillo, <laughs> baby. Tranquillo gun. <laughs> big pop for the fuck you will by the way big pop in the chat all right we're back on friday there's, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, i am at troll for all j-o-e-l-p here ladies gentlemen friends we on the binary we'll see you in the next one watch um, the fightful awards watch fightful awards go check that out youtube.com slash fightful cheers <laughs>